Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Straight Talk Podcast. Of course, I am your host, as always, Mr. SES Vince. We have a very busy wrestling weekend lined up, and I thought there was no better way to celebrate or commemorate all the wrestling we're going to have than by doing the predictions episode from start to finish, covering the three big major pay-per-views going on this weekend between WWE, NXT, and AEW. I have brought myself three amazing guests to help cover these shows and like predict them with me. Before we get started and introduce all our guests, I want to go ahead and remind everyone to go ahead and follow us, subscribe, download, wherever you consume all your audio podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the works are available everywhere. Any and all support is greatly, greatly appreciated. But with that being said, we're not going to waste any time because there's, like I said, a lot of wrestling. And I'm going to choose my very first guest. He is a member of the Get Chill Podcast and was recently on the Straight Talk Podcast two episodes ago. Of course, I'm talking about Garn from the Get Chill Podcast. How's it going, Garn? Yo, I am going Shawn Michaels in this barber shop. I'm going solo. I don't need my Marty Jin track. <laughs> my Marty Jin Eddie. I'm sorry. Not I got mixed up. I don't need my Marty Jin Daddies anymore. Oh my God. I'm on my own for now. So what's up? <laughs> uh, not much. Not much. Like I said, man, I, I wasn't actually supposed to even do this episode. It just kind of came to me like two days ago. And I'm like, why not do a predictions episode? For those that did not know, I started, got my start in doing any kind of content creation by doing WWE predictions videos on YouTube for the pay-per-views. So I thought it'd be a nice, nice episode to just sit here and just predict, get back to my original content roots, even though no one watched it back then. But um, we're going to try to see if we can like reignite that flame here on Straight Talk. So. Clash of the Castle. I'm yes, gonna, yes. I'm gonna throw some wild predictions out there. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. Garn, like I like you mentioned, we are gonna be talking about Clash of the Castle on Saturday. So we're gonna go in chronological order, which I thought was best. And what I loved about this show, I'm gonna bring up the match card right now in a sec. As you can see right here, there's really only six matches on the card unless they announce something for like the kickoff show or whatever. But this is what we have lined up. For now, and I'm glad it's only like six matches because I feel like the all the matches are going to get enough time to breathe. That crowd is going to be hot, given the fact that this is going to be the first WWE UK pay per view in like who knows how many years. I don't fucking know. It's been forever. I can't. I can tell you, Garn. Oh yeah, for sure. It's it's been like oh, it's, I, oh is it two years now? It's before you know. It's 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 gonna be like at least a, over a decade since there would be last came to the UK in a pay per view form. In a pay per view, yeah, but like regular touring, yeah. I, oh, it's been man, a it's while. It's been a pre COVID. I'm, I'm I'm trying to remember because I remember Finn Balor had a a, 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 mat, a European match, but I just don't remember mm-hmm. which pay per view. I don't think it was. Yeah, or miss. Uh, 
It's been a while. It's been a long while. This was it. It's Insurgents. This last one or something. Oh, Insurgents. Yes. Is this something that's, ridiculous? That's probably <laughs> it. That's probably Insurgents. Um, oh man. But yeah, we got six matches here. Like I said, I thought that's a solid number for the mm-hmm. pay per view. It's not going to drag on too long, considering there's going to be midday afternoon for us here in the states. Mm-hmm. So. Let's start with the very first match. We're going to go in order in which I have the the image here. We're going to start with Matt Riddle, who recently got his first name back, versus Seth freaking Rollins. Did you watch that interview they had on Rawgorn? Yeah, Seth Rollins owned his ass, to be honest. (laughs) For sure. Riddle Riddle was, was, it was like good effort, but Rollins, oh my God. He clearly won that. no doubt. I felt like I felt like it was like a moment where Randy should just jump in and be like talk for him or something, come back from injury and talk for him. But yeah, it yeah. was it was like oh man, it's clearly I based on that promo alone. I remake, I'm making my prediction already. Since Seth Rollins has been on a losing streak in pay per views mm-hmm. for a lo- a while, this is gonna be one that he's gonna win, and this is gonna be the one where. Riddle, I think in this, if 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 you build off in terms of storyline, Riddle will mm-hmm. down the dumps, and this is where Randy comes in and tries to cheer him up, right? Be like, hey, everything's fine. You can get, you can get back and cheer him on, and then that around that moment, that's where Randy's going to turn on him. And okay, so he, I I like where you're going there, Gorn. I like the idea of Riddle losing here and the reasoning why Seth should win. But also because if you think about it, a, a loss here to Riddle might f- add more fuel to the fire because he was hot after Seth called him out and said what he did in that promo. Yeah, talking about how like where's your family? Oh, that's right, you don't have him because your wife divorced you and all this say, other yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking fire promo, by the way. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Seth as well, just because you're right. He has been losing recently. Riddle, if he wins, that's it. That's that. I feel like this match can go to the next level and go into a, a like a stipulation style match at the next pay per view mm-hmm. around Raw the next night. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and agree and agree with you. I'm, I got Seth Rollins going over Matt Riddle here. Yeah, I agree. I also agree with the fact that it's it ha- if Riddle loses, it does build up for a bigger match. Yeah, uh, for this yeah. for uh, what I think is Extreme Rules next. Oh yeah, that Could definitely. Could definitely. be. Yeah. 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 For sure. The, the next match on the docket, we have the Judgment Days, Finn Balor and Damian Priest taking on Rey Mysterio and Edge. First and foremost, uh, we got to add the fact that Dominic didn't seem too content or enthusiastic about the idea of Edge being in this match instead of him. Um, could that play into effect? Or, like, what is your overall thoughts on this match? They've really been hinting hard of hit of. Dominic turning heel, uh, it, it's a good opportunity for him to turn heel. Mm-hmm. However, there has to be some substance behind it in terms of like once Dominic turns heel, is he just going to be a single heel or is he going to join Judgment Day heel? I think, man, I, I feel like I mean? that's what everyone's been talking about. It's like Dominic should just join Judgment Day because if not, he's just going to get his ass whooped by Rhea Ripley every single week. Yeah. Yeah, so if he does turn, but like I said, if he does turn heel, it makes mm-hmm. more sense for him to join Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. 
But if he turns heel and then goes solo, he doesn't have enough star power, experience, exposure, no. move set to to be experience, skills, yeah. everything. Yeah, he he doesn't have anything. He because he's always been riding on Ravis, his dad. Yeah, and he does. He doesn't have his his. It's hard for it's going to be harder for him to bring out his personality if he goes solo. Yeah. It'll be easier for him to do it like how The Rock did it. Like his personality grew mm-hmm. once he joined joined uh, Nation. You know, same idea. So maybe Dominic will kind of uh, develop his persona as mm-hmm. Judgment Day, and then work from there. Ideally, right. that's the case. So in in this matchup, I'm looking at Judgment Day as the winner of this, um, just for the fact that. Judgment Day needs some momentum if you if you want to con- be considered a you know a heel faction a top heel faction a credible faction. yeah yeah but the, right now they're nowhere near bloodline not even close no um, no they're they're uh, right now like the same level as uh like Sheamus's cl- cl- uh, club what's it called the Brawling Brutes. The brawling, brawling brutes. brutes. Yes, they're they're at that level. I bet you. I even bet you your favorite Legato, Legato Fantasma when they join, they're going to be much better than these guys, oh, these two for sure. So, for sure, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but I'm with they, you there, Gorin. They need for- Judgment Day to to be like. Uh, to be honest, Judgment Day it should have that spot should have been like for. Uh, uh what's that group's called oh the uh uh what's that group called with uh ali and mace and See, oh, that's how, uh, oh retribution yeah that's how, how forgettable they are now so um but yeah they that should have been them in that spot to be honest because that that i felt retribution would have fit better in this mm-hmm. situation in that storyline but obviously if it's men can't 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 book for shit no that he doesn't care about new talent no no <laughs> Hundred percent. So that's why. So yeah, Judgment Day has to win this match. It, it Mysterio could afford to lose a, a pay per view. Oh, yeah. Edge Edge could afford to lose a pay per view. Exactly. This, they did. In order for uh, Dominic to excel, they have he has to be the heel and turn on them. I would say that's a smart play. Oh, a hundred percent agree with yeah. you, Gordon. Uh, Edge recently got a win. In his hometown of Toronto, Rey Mysterio. Unfortunately, that man consistently lives taking L's, mm-hmm. and I think the X factor here is going to be Dominic. I think Edge and Rey Mysterio are going to be in a spot where they're about to win or could win, and then Dominic comes out trying to help and costs them the match, allowing Judgment Day to pick up the win. Mm-hmm. Either because he comes out in their corner and Rhea Ripley attacks him, and that causes a distraction, inadvertently or or intentionally, whatever the case will be, I think uh, Dominic will eventually cost the team of Ray and Edge the match. So I'm agreeing with you. I'm looking now, at this. I'm looking at this card. I feel like we're about to agree in all six. Yeah. Matches. Now let me ask you this question, though. This yes. is going to be a side question. With Rhea Ripley in this match, does this kind of open the door for a possible mixed tag, like uh, mixed tag uh, with Beth? With I, with I think that I think that's I think that's where they're heading next. Yeah, I, I think that could be next. I wouldn't even be surprised if you see Beth on Sunday. Yeah, or yeah. Saturday. 
Saturday afternoon. I forget. Uh, I forget. Sometimes it's kind of like difficult with WWE because some pay-per-views they have them on Saturday, some pay-per-views they have on Sunday. So you just, I always never remember like until mm-hmm. the week of or like the day of. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. So uh, we're both in agreement here with Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next match, I'm gonna remove it and just go back to it in case we forget. But the next match on the docket is the Intercontinental Championship match between Gunther and Sheamus of the Brawling Brutes, as you mentioned. Finally, an Intercontinental match on a pay-per-view since <laughs> WrestleMania, I think. Yes, when uh, was it was it that uh, Apollo beat Biggie or who? it's Apollo beating Biggie and in such a short match, you know. But yeah, that's. I think it's since WrestleMania, since April. Wow. Oh, yeah. But Wait. this is, I think, the match of the night. Okay. This will be probably the match of the night. There's going to be so much bloody red chess mm-hmm. on everyone. Sheamus is going to look like a candy cane. He's going to look like that Bulls jersey behind him. Oh, right yeah, now. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's straight up candy cane because with with uh gunther he only chops only at this point right here mm-hmm. so you get one long red strike uh-huh with sheamus he will just pound on gunther so he'll be half red half right. white <laughs> whatever he's gonna look like a voltorb or a Pokemon. yes yes he'll look like a, a bulls jersey wearing like the home jersey and wearing the away shorts kind of deal or yeah yeah, yeah. or i mean i'm switching around away sh- away shirt Either jersey and yeah. shorts, white shorts <laughs> home shorts yeah uh but this is going to be the match tonight but there was something that really bothered me about this build okay when they did that so. stat when the when they did that um uh the promo before the the promo where they just stand there and stare at each other while mm-hmm. they're psyched their side pieces start fighting against each other. How right. did Ludwig Kaiser fought off Ridge Holland and then former NX, uh, uh, former UK champion by himself <laughs> against those two? Maybe we underestimated Ludwig Kaiser's potential and in ring yes. ability. Yes, Ludwig Kaiser is a uh, UK tag team champ and a yes. And I think he's an NXT champ, right? Just regular NXT. No. No, no, just no, NXT no, no. UK just... tag champs and NXT yeah. tag champs. Champs, yeah. Well, yes. after after Sunday, they're going to be the same thing because they're going to be unified. Yes, that's true. That's very <laughs> true. But uh, how did that one man took on Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. Um and then just the fact that Sheamus only took one arm to hold Ridge Holland, and Ridge Holland is just like a ginormous man. Mm-hmm. And then um, that that surprised me. I loved how that promo went. It just didn't make mm-hmm. sense. The fact that there was one guy fighting off two <laughs> two brutes and winning. And then Sheamus <laughs> and Gunther still locking eyes, Same. never letting that, go. That was that's brilliant. If it made sense, if it was like you know two and two, it was two on two. With right. the back side pieces and just have them watch, 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 uh, have them stare at each other. That would have been perfect, but Brawling yeah, that side was pieces. But this, yeah, side pieces. I went with side pieces because Ludwig is clearly a side piece there. Oh, definitely. Uh, um, but this match is gonna steal the show. This could, if this could very well have been like, like 
British Bulldog winning the title <laughs> and the main event uh, oh. intercontinental kind of feel to it. Okay, I felt like I feel like it. It's nothing. It's gonna be a pure brawl. It's gonna be if the only thing I wish it was it was like an Irish bar match kind of deal. You know, oh, instead it's of gonna be pretty close home. minus the weapons. Yeah, with the weapons. So yeah, uh, this one's a tough one for me because in my mind I'm like Sheamus deserves. Uh, the Grand Slam. Yeah, because he's been pushing that he narrative. It. He's been yeah. pushing that narrative. But if you want to keep Gunther as a main player mm-hmm. or a future main player, he needs to hold on that championship a little bit longer, and he needs to build a repertoire of beating people over and over again like he did in NXT UK when he yeah. held that championship for almost – 800 days or something like that you know oh yeah ridiculous um, so i'm hoping they kind of do that same build where they make him a legitimate uh progress or there's a possibility i because even if he loses and they try to put him up against like roman reigns he, it's too it's too too fast he needs to they need to simmer a little bit let the water simmer mm-hmm. before it reaches to a hot boil so i think in my prediction, Gunther wins this match. All right. See, this is what I meant by us agreeing. Like, I'm not going to take too long on this. I'm going to go Gunther. Uh, yeah. Just for the simple fact that, like you said, you want to establish this guy as the top guy. Triple H just took over. And they're making Sheamus feel like a credible champion. Maybe they can milk this for another match or two. Just like what we said with uh, Matt Riddle and and Seth Rollins. So, I don't. I think Clash of the Castle is just going to be like a a stopping point into like the next pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So I got Gunther as well, Rattini. It's too soon. It's the first time you put the IC title on a pay-per-view. You can't have the champion lose the first time it's on pay-per-view since WrestleMania. Yeah. Right. I've also heard rumors that Butch is going to wear his Pete Dunn gear. On SmackDown. On yeah. SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, that would be cool. That would be really, really cool. All right, guard. Next match. All right. We have the SmackDown's champion, Liv Morgan, defending against Shayna Baszler. All right. What's your prediction here? This is going to be, I know I want Shayna to win, but with Ronda hanging on the back, Mm -hmm. um, this is going to build up to a triple threat match at at, uh, ECW Extreme Extreme Rules. Uh, ECW Extreme Rules, One Night Stand. One Night Stand. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, November to Remember. uh, December to Dismember. Oh, that's that's a terrible one. (laughs) Um, But but I think this is going to, I think this is going to be Liv Morgan's win, but it's going to be a controversial win. Similar to Ronda. Um, similar, similar to her last title ra- uh, title defense too against Ronda. Okay. This, 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 this has Ronda interfering all over the place. Where Ronda, Ronda interferes this match. Mm-hmm. Shayna's gonna get pissed off, and they start fighting. Interesting. Um, so that will build into uh, a triple threat where Liv Morgan's like throwing a promo. She's like, "Hey, I deserve this." Yeah, I want, and she 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 wants to prove the, to the world that she can win legitimately uh, without any without any interference or anything like that. So she would open up for a triple threat match 
for uh, for the title and the next pay-per-view with Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler versus Ron- Ronda Rousey. All right, all right. Yeah. It's I'm a little gonna... wild. It's a little wild. But I know there's there's lots of people. There's a it's... lot of people who are gonna say Shayna Baszler are gonna win this. So and then build up to Ronda, and then Liv Morgan just will be a transitional champion. But I feel just to prove them wrong, just to say Liv Morgan survives this and then builds a storyline for it. So I'm gonna slightly agree with you. I'm gonna say that Liv Morgan picks up the victory here via disqualification because Shayna just goes too into it. Mm-hmm. And gets disqualified. So I think Shayna gets disqualified because she just gets too vicious, too brutal. And then at the end, she just brutalizes Liv at the end of the match. I don't think we'll see Ronda. I, I think she might play a factor on SmackDown the following the following week. But I don't anticipate Ronda showing up for the pay-per-view. Hmm. I'm going to okay. say that Liv picks up the victory via disqualification. But it does look like Shayna should, should have won. So I'm similar to you. Uh, next up, a second to last match here, Gordon, and I'll let you go. We have the Rollins champion, Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka taking on the team of Damage Control featuring Bailey, Eo Sky, and Dakota Kai. Is it officially called Damage Control now? I think that's what they're called Damage Control or Control, whatever. Uh, it's not official until I see merch. So right now it's BDI, bid. Bid. No, bid, yeah, or did bid. either or did. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, this is such a throwaway match. <laughs> it does, right? But it is, yeah, it's a throwaway match that needs that needs to make uh, that has to have Bailey, Dakota, and EO look good. So, I this this has to be their win because they're it's already bad enough that they lost their tag team titles, I guess. In, in in the fashion they lost it though, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think I if I heard I think if I saw it correctly, I think Dakota was not the legal person when she got pinned. So hmm. it I think it was such a mess if I remember, if I recall. Okay, uh, so if I remember correctly, the way it went was they were attacking Raquel, who was not the legal person because Aaliyah got a sneaky like sneak attack. And then she rolled up, I think it was Dakota. Dakota, yeah. And they were distracted by Alexa. Was Dakota the legal person, though? I think was so. It? I thought I it was Leo. I might have to go back and watch it. But yeah. given the fact that they lost, and they lost via distraction to the, yeah. the team they're going to face, I think it's a foregone conclu- conclusion they win this match. I don't even the, think it's close. Yeah, they have they have to win. Because especially at the end of the at that tag team match, when you see Alexa Bliss and Asuka cheering them on, mm-hmm. on, on the outside and Bianco too, I was like, oh, this is just... They're really like trying to rub their noses in. So it's like, oh, they have to prove... They yeah. have to show that this, this group is a good group instead oh, of just a yeah. throwaway group. Yeah. Especially but, if like... The rumors that Sasha and uh, Naomi might show up. Maybe they show up after this match. Maybe they show up on Raw. So, like, you, I would think that if they don't go straight to the tag titles, I, they the natural opponent for them or matchup for Bianca, uh, for uh, Naomi and Sasha would be the team of EO Sky and Dakota Kai. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't know. They they've been. Uh... I don't know about the Sasha thing because they've been taking down signs from in at shows. Maybe I think that's Sasha. 
So I, I think know. it's I think it's a more matter of when, not if we see Sasha and Naomi back. I think they're That's just it. waiting. They're just waiting for that. Um, yeah. Next, ne- final match here, Garn, and then we'll yeah. let you go on your way. We have the unified, undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion, World of the Title, whatever the fuck they're calling the world title yeah. now. You have Drew McIntyre taking on the champion, Roman Reigns. Garn, who do you think will win here and why? All right. I In our Get Show podcast episode from uh, our last recent episode, so check us out on it. We were discussing about this match, too. Mm-hmm. And there was an Austin theory made where we uh where um there there talks of uh, drew mcintyre winning this match so um the idea was that drew mcintyre will win the titles for roman mm-hmm. roman needs a break he's been trapped right. for so long he needs a break he has yeah. like 10 kids or something like that um but theory cashes in cashes in his money in the bank at mm-hmm. clash oh. wins a real Austin theory. Yeah. He, well, there's more to it. Um, wins the titles. He thinks he wins both titles, but in the contract itself, it just wins a title. Mm. So that's how they're going to split up. The, that's one way. You know, that's an interesting way to do way. it. That's, that was the theory. So that was the Austin theory. So that way, Drew could keep one, will take one title. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory will have the other title, and that's where Gargano jumps in, have their feud. See, man, your fantasy booking here is it's, like it's off the wild. Track. Like, this one's, yeah, this no. one's wild. Yeah, this <laughs> this one's very well. And then this opens up uh, McIntyre versus um, what's the next? Uh, Karrion Cross. You know, yeah, that's true. So, so you um, think you you think Roman's gonna lose for sure? Um, let's see, because. Brock's not coming back anytime soon. No. So there's no build up. There's, they're, they're not going to build up Brock Lesnar for the next major pay per view, like the top four, which would be next one will be what Survivor Series? The next big four would be Survivor Series, yes. Yeah. And that's not like a big enough show for Brock to do, to be honest. He, um, I would hope they don't do Brock anymore. Yeah. I, I feel like they've done that too much. Yeah. I think, yeah, because they, because Brock and Roman have been going on for like the past five, ten years, five WrestleManias, I think, too. <laughs> yeah, the same, almost the same moves, except for the last one was at least slightly different with the whole, yeah. the gimmicks of the ring and mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. But uh, um, assuming Paul Heyman is not there because he's technically hurt from the Brock Lesnar attack, right? Assuming he's not there. I would say Drew, Drew will win, and then everything will fall into place in terms of Austin Theory taking over. All right, uh, I know it's super wild. Um, I, I like it. I like bold predictions, man. That's yeah, these, it's super super wild, um, and that's the only because with Roman holding both titles, it's mm-hmm. not benefiting any both no. any of the brands to be honest, because he's not even going on both shows all the time, mm-hmm. which is distract it's like it detracts from what you what a tr- the true champion should be you know he should be a fighting champion if he wants to go if he has both titles you go on both shows and mm-hmm. fight yes yes i get the whole idea of like oh yes i'm 
too powerful. I don't need to deal with all this stuff. Yeah, but then you have to kind of like have people like try to like have um what was I was th- I was thinking like you gotta have to have people motivated to see the like a champion there, you yeah. know. So it's kind of like I think it's due. I think it's due that uh one also I also wanted to say Drew McIntyre to win because he never won a champion won the championship in front of a crowd. That's true. So he, and I if, think he deserves to do it. If you're gonna do it in front of the crowd, you the do it in his crowd. crowd. Yes, in his crowd. His soul. Yeah. Have you been seeing that he's been teasing bringing back uh, "Broken Dreams," this old theme song? From oh, back in the yeah, day? I heard. I heard about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be um, interesting. <laughs> so I'm gonna say I'm gonna take the safe bet here, Garn. I'm gonna say that Roman Reigns wins. I don't even think we get a Austin Theory cash in. I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna have us forget that he's the Money in the Bank winner and have him be in a feud with Johnny without the title. Because as much as Triple H made love Johnny, I don't think they're gonna put him right into the title picture from the jump. Mm-hmm. I think Drew can lose here, either being cost by carrying cross or just straight up loss to Roman Reigns and shenanigans from the bloodline because they're all going to be there. Maybe yeah. Sammy costs costs him the match, and Roman picks up picks up the victory. Then that allows you to transition from Drew to carrying cross, and then Roman continues coasting through life. With hopefully, I'm I'm hoping at some point we get Sammy Zayn turning on the bloodline and. Oh. Going after the title, not necessarily winning the title, but going after the title. Interesting. But, With a Sami yeah. Zayn going for the title. Yeah, because because I want Sami Zayn to chase the title. I want him to turn babyface and go back to the NXT Sami Zayn that we know. Interesting. I kind of like that too. Both both options aren't bad. Um, and Triple H would, since Triple H is controlling controlling creative, that is a better creative story. Yeah. yeah yes. Yes, you do have Karrion Cross and whatnot, uh, and other bigger talent, but you could always go back to your old reliables because it worked with you know it worked with Kofi Kingston. Yeah, that's it true. Worked with Big E, so, sure. You know, anything could go. Anything goes. All right, like all right. So, uh, Garn, before we let you sign off, uh, what's the match you're most looking forward to? Is it uh, the Sheamus match? It's definitely the Sheamus and Gunther match. I, I, it's going to be a hard fought European brawl. Yeah, uh, European style wrestling, and with Gunther's caliber, this is the first opportunity of him for him to show what he's show, his, show his stuff in pay per view. Yes, he had matches in SmackDown and Raw, but he deserves pay per view match. He deserves a twenty minute match. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, well, Garn, thanks again for joining the show. Before mm-hmm. you sign off, go ahead and like plug uh, Get Your Podcast. You guys yeah. recently dropped an episode yesterday, right? Yes, we dropped an episode with your co-host, Matt Ritt. <laughs> Matt, Matt was on it, and I didn't get an invite? Oh, the blasphemy. <laughs> well, I, Justin does all the invites, so that's – I don't know. And okay, Katie, so blame Justin is what you're saying. Yes, blame Justin. <laughs> blame Justin. Okay, blame, I'll blame. Right. Wait, Marty Janetti. <laughs> um, but then, uh, yeah, Katie, Katie was on too. So your mm-hmm. other, your other. Oh, guest okay. Today, so, so everyone for SmackDown Raw was on the show minus me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Well, you were on a couple of shows already too. But yeah, we we just released a re- uh, an episode uh, on Monday. So yeah, uh, check us out. At get your podcast. Ch- check us out on our social media. At get your podcast as well. So. Mm-hmm. We're all, all right. we're on there, so yeah. 
Well, Goran, I appreciate it. Thank you again for being on the show. Uh, don't go anywhere, guys. We will be bringing in someone else to talk Worlds Collide. Goran, thanks again, man. I'll Thank catch you. you later. Tasty. Check it out. Bye. All right. So that was Goran. Thanks again to Goran for being on the show and talking World, um, Worlds Collide. Clash of the Castle with us. But we're not done. We're going to talk about the other WWE show or NXT show lined up for Sunday morning, afternoon. I don't fucking know. Um, to help cover and predict the show, he is going to be making his podcasting debut, if I'm not mistaken. He is my very good friend and fantastic Twitter follow. Of course, I'm talking about my friend, Jesus. Jesus. What's up? What's up, dude? How are you doing? I'm all right. How about you? Thanks for being <laughs> up late with me. Man. It's, it's what, like 11? It's 11-11. Make a wish. Okay. Okay. All right, don't tell us your wish until after until you leave, okay? All right. Or else it won't come true. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jesus, we are here to talk about NXT Worlds Collide, and you're one of the bigger NXT heads that I know, so I thought this was the perfect show for you to help predict with me. So mm-hmm. we're going to show the card right now on the screen, and we're going to go one by one based on the card. We only have five matches announced for the show. We... Uh, we're not going to talk about the pre-show. Anything that's uh, lined up for the pre-show or anything like that, kickoff show, we're not going to be talking about just the main card. And just like NXT TakeOvers, you just usually like a good four to five matches and just kind of go from there. What's the match you're most looking forward to before we get started? Uh, I probably got to go with uh, Melo and Ricochet. Uh, when Nikki and Dewdrop showed up to challenge uh, Casey and Caden... Mm-hmm. I had that thought in, in my head um, popped up of like, okay, Melo's going to come out and he's going to address not being on the show. Mm-hmm. So that po- that thought popped up into my head of who's going to, who from the main roster might show up to challenge him. And when uh, Ricochet showed up, the first thought that uh, came to me was instant banger. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Definitely, dude, because... Just like Ricochet, just like on the main roster, doesn't really hasn't really had a chance to do much like he did in the next seat. But people forget that him and Melo are probably gonna steal the goddamn show. Yeah, they kind of have like similar styles too. So I think, uh, yeah, I think they're that for sure is gonna be match of the night probably or match of the afternoon. Match of the afternoon. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's get started with the first match here, and that's the one you mentioned, the NXT Women's <clears throat> Tag Champions, Kaden Carter and Katana Chance, taking on the team of Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. Who do you have here and why, Jesus? Hmm? Who do you have here and why? Uh, I got to go with um, Team Ninja, I guess, as you like to call them. Uh, Casey Ninja. and Kaden. Uh, they just won the titles. I don't know... I don't think they probably have him drop him like right right so like so soon after they just won the titles and uh yeah I think I think um right now is the perfect time to like show what they can do as a team with the titles against two main roster stars with Nikki and Dewdrop. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, that's good. Uh, I agree with you, man, because like they just like you said, they just won the titles and. Nikki, Nikki and Dewdrop couldn't even win out of the first round. They had two chances to advance in that World yeah, Tag Tournament on WWE, and they couldn't advance in either of them. So I don't think they'll beat the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, yeah, which plus, I hope changes. 
yeah and i don't know i think like on raw like you see them in the background i think just um past monday or so mm-hmm. it, or maybe last week they were like seen like i guess they were arguing or something but you but, like you can't really like tell like what they're saying so mm-hmm. maybe that plays into that into that match or but yeah i don't know i mean like we talked about on the on the previous episode with uh Katie uh and we fantasy booked the women's tag team tournament we just decided to just rebrand them as the new sanity tag team with yeah. Nikki going back to Nikki Cross and Dewdrop being Piper Niven. Mm-hmm. I thought that would probably like be the best <clears throat> way forward. Like I think they just need to get away from Nikki being a superhero. She needs to be back Nikki Cross, and I think I take them more seriously. But yeah. all right, let's let's move on to the next match. Um, we have a fatal four way. NXT tag team title unification match. Uh, I was wondering how they were going to do this. Given I the think fact this one's elimination style. Is it elimination? Yeah, I that think was, so. that's going to make it so much better. That's going to make yeah. it so much better if it's elimination style. I hope it's elimination style. I don't like uh, fatal four way tag matches or triple threat tag matches where it's like first fall to the finish. I think those are kind of lame. Especially if it's like one person from one team and then another person from another, yeah. and then the other two like still like on the corner. That's it's like that's not really a fatal four way. No, it's not. It's not really a fatal four way. Okay, because like my biggest question was here is like Brooks and Jensen. I don't know the other dude's name. I just call him Brooks and Jensen, right? Yeah. Um, they're the UK champions, but they're on NXT 2.0. Then you have Diamond Mine as the current main NXT champions. Then you have the two UK teams that aren't even champions. Yeah. Um, and Pretty Deadly and um, Gallus. Um, I like what they did here. I, I was I did not want to see Brooks and Jensen versus Diamond Mine because I thought that would have been a whack match to have on like a takeover. This is essentially a takeover. If you think about I mean, it. it's not really worlds colliding if it's just one world that they that they're part exactly, of. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, let's let's start off by let's let's do this one differently. Since you think it's this is you're saying it's elimination, we're gonna do this elimination style as well. Let's eliminate the team that is probably not gonna walk away as the winner here. Who's the most likely to not win? Mm, probably Brooks and Jensen. All right. Fair enough. Now let's make it a triple threat between Pretty Deadly Gallus and Diamond Mine. Between those three teams, who do you think is less likely to win? That one would be Pretty Deadly. All right. So now we're down to Gallus versus Diamond Mine, which I think might be the final two. Yeah, because so, I think the the main they were the main ones who attacked them, like when yes. they first showed up. A few weeks ago, or I don't know how long ago it was now, but uh, yeah, I think those are those are two main teams that are probably going to go for, I guess, unifying both titles. Mm-hmm. So um, my prediction, I think it's going to be Diamond Mine, the Creed Brothers. Really? Yep. Okay. Do, how do you like the Creed Brothers? I, I don't think we've ever talked about like 2.0 ever since it became a thing. I, I like them. Uh, I don't know. Like they are, they kind of have like this. Um, they're like, I guess, kind of remind me of um, Team Angle in a bit, mm-hmm. kind of. But like, like I don't know. Like I know, um, I heard you say that um, uh, Julius. Like, there's something about him that you like. Like, he kind of has that little. Pro- I guess he's okay at promos. I think he'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I think I don't know. Just their style, the way they wrestle. Like, 
it's pretty cool like to see and uh yeah i think that's pretty much it i'm a big fan of like those amateur wrestling tag teams dude. yeah like 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 you mentioned team angle but then also american alpha yeah people forget about american alpha like it was such a great tag team as well and i like them i don't know man i feel like some uk people need to win here or else it's gonna feel like that one survivor series where all of raw won except for roman reigns (laughs) <laughs> like you know, Roman Reigns was the only one that won on the SmackDown side. I think it was like a year or two ago. It was. I, I don't think they'll do that. So I think the my prediction here is it's going to be Gallus. I think Gallus is the new team. They technically won, but didn't really win on NXT. I think Pretty Deadly. They're an afterthought right now, and so is Brooks and Jensen. And I think Roddy is the X Factor here, man. Yeah, Roddy might come in here man. and just fuck everything up. Just, just like yeah, Roddy, just screw them over. dude, man. Roddy fucks <laughs> everything up now. What the fuck happened? I'm telling you, man. Ever since uh, the UE left, he hasn't been the same. Oh no, yeah. Ever since UE's gone, like it, Roddy's been fucking everything up. Okay, so we're in disagreement here. I got Gallus, and you got Diamond Mike, right? Yeah, but I could also see that happening too with Roddy screwing them over. So, yeah. yeah. All right, so let's talk about your match of the night. Uh, we have Melo, don't miss, Carmelo Hayes defending his North American Championship against Ricochet. Who, who you got here and why, man? Um, I got Melo uh, on this one. Like, I think Ricochet, like, I guess it's, I guess you call it a special attraction match mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, I don't see um, Ricochet, like, just like, oh, he just dropped the IC title a few months back to Gunther. And now he's going to go back to NXT and just win the North American title. Uh, I think Melo right now, he's one of the best uh, uh, champions that they've had. And um, yeah, I, don't, I just I don't see him losing the title anytime soon right now. I, I think Melo's even better than Braun. Like they, they got Braun as the main champion, but like Melo don't lie. Like he's the A champion. He's the top yeah. champion in NXT. I'm with you, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ricochet wins, though. Uh, just for the simple fact that this might be a permanent call call down to NXT. We didn't think Mandy Rose was going to win the title, and then look at her. She's one of the longest-reigning NXT Women's Champions in who knows how long. Yeah, but she, but before she won the title, like, she was already there for, like, a few months, and then, like, I mean, Ricochet, like, I don't, I don't know if he wins the title back, like, you know, a week after being back with NXT. Okay, I can, I can see that. All right. Yeah. Okay, so you got Melo. I'm going to go with Melo, too, because that's a safe bet. I've been going kind of with the safe bets here. What I Melo don't think, miss. Melo don't miss. And up until this <laughs> point, Melo hasn't missed. I'm, until he misses, I'm not going to count him out. Next up, just speaking of Mandy Rose, we have Mandy Rose in a triple threat match against Blair Davenport and Mako Setamora. I hope I'm pronouncing these names correctly, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, Mako Setamora, they made her feel like such a big deal, and I'll talk about this more on this on Smackin' Raw podcast. I loved all the interactions with all the former NXT Women's Champions, NXT Champions, men's and women's. I loved how there was like this parade of champions of the yeah. past. Really made these two matches feel very important. So. I'm very much looking forward more to this match than the world title match unification. And Blair Davenport, I think it's like she's the wild card because I don't like Blair Davenport because I don't fuck with her or Will Ospreay. 
<laughs> me neither. Um, <laughs> I, I think her biggest claim to fame is you're a fucking dentist. Yeah, that's, that's about that's about <laughs> it. That's her biggest uh, claim to fame. But I don't know. I guess I'll ask you this. First, I'll ask you who who do you want to win this match, and then you'll tell me who you think will win it, whether it's the same person or it's someone different. So who I want to win is Mandy. Because okay. uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like she's. It's already September. I think she won the title last October. So right. yeah, just just get to one year. Like let her just get to one year, and then after that, like if you want to have her lose the title, lose it, or just hold on to it for however long you need her to. But uh, yeah, that's who I want to win. And right. as far as prediction, I think she wins it too. Okay, all right. I'm gonna say that I want Mako to win it because I think she'd be a cooler champion to actually hold on to. And then also, too, like I said, I think that it should be split 50-50 with a two UK mat- two UK NXT UK winners and two NXT 2.0 winners. So I – spoiler, but I don't I don't see uh, Mandy Rose walking away with this one. Um, I'm going to go with Mako, man. I'm going to go with Mako Sanamora. They made her feel like a legit. They could always get the title back on Mandy if they want to do that. But there's also been like reports that they might be calling up Mandy Rose and Toxic uh, Toxic Attraction as a whole. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It just depends on if they're going to call them up or not. Then I think it's going to be Mako. If they're not going to call them up in, in the immediate future, then I think it will be Mandy retaining with Mako later getting her rematch. I mean, I think you could still call her up as champion. I mean, when uh, Paige went up, she was still the champion. Mm-hmm. And then when Sasha was called up, she was also uh, the NXT Women's Champion. So I think maybe maybe you could call her up while she's champion and then have her lose it. Like, like I don't right. know, like not, not too long after being called up again. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Mako wins. Yeah. I'm going to say... I don't mind it. I'm going to go with Mako. All right. So last match on the docket, Jesus. And then I'll let you go on about your ways and go to bed. <laughs> we have the NXT champion, Braun Breaker, taking on the NXT UK champion, Tyler Bates, in a unification match as well. Now, I think there was a little bit of controversy here because they were supposedly doing like a NXT UK title tournament and Tyler Bates showed up like before <laughs> the just, tournament they, even started. They spoiled their own show. Yeah, they spoiled their own show because it was pre-taped. And then like so many of the people that were in the tournament got released by WWE. So it's like, why There's no point. Work? Like they're just, here's the title, go, go to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Before this, this edition of NXT that happened yesterday, I was like, it's a foregone conclusion. They're just going to get a Braun. They fucking love Braun. They're just going to give it to him. And then as much as I like Tyler Bate, him with the ponytail and the long hair just doesn't do it for me when he's wrestling. He just likes, he looks funny. I can't take him seriously. <laughs> but after all the like parade of champions, like we mentioned, you saw Tommaso Ciampa, you saw Butch, you saw Gunther, you saw Finn, you saw all those people show up and add credibility and legitimacy to that to both of those titles i'm kind of torn here man i think this is probably the one that could probably go either way i wouldn't be surprised if they just 
give the win to Braun because that's probably the safest bet here. But they could swerve us and just give it to Tyler. What do you think, man? I think I don't know. I was thinking about this earlier, and uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be mad if Tyler won because oh, uh, I don't see who anybody else or who on the roster right now can beat Braun. Mm-hmm. I feel like right now, if you were to call him up, maybe right now would be the perfect time for him to drop the title and bring him up to Raw or SmackDown. All right, that's fair. I don't know, man. I feel like I might just slip a coin to, for this prediction here because <laughs> it's just like that. Um, Pick the flower petals off your flower. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say Braun. I'm going to say Braun. I don't think he is getting called up anytime soon. And Tyler Bate kind of felt like a transitional champion in the sense where it was Ilya Dragunov that was champion prior to him. He got injured, so they had to crown the champion. And then this just kind of felt like it was thrown together last minute. They did a fantastic job to add meaning and stakes to these matches. But I still am not like 100% sold on Tyler Bate. I think it's the hair, man. I think it's the hair. Because, like, he, he he runs around. He has no knee pads. He has, like, the thickest <laughs> thighs and calves I've ever seen a man wear. He literally looks like he's just wrestling in boots and underwear, running around with his golden locks flowing through the wind. And uh, I've, I haven't seen any of his matches in a while. So, like, I I think that's why um, Ritter calls him. He kind of reminds him of Matt Riddle, I guess. I don't know, man. I'll, I'll talk to Matt about it tomorrow when we do a SmackDown. Or you can ask him in the live stream because I know you tune into the live streams for that, man. Which I yeah, appreciate. I love huckling you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your official prediction was what again? I think I'm going to go with Tyler Bate. Okay. So you got Tyler Bate and I got Braun Breaker. Okay. So if I'm not mistaken, we both got Team Ninja. We both have Mellow. And then we differ on the tag team title match, which you have Diamond Mind, I have Gallus, you have Mandy, while I have Mako, and then you have Tyler, while I have Braun. Yep. Sounds good. So we basically did a switcheroo on the last one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Jesus, obviously, I, I put your Twitter handle on the screen right here, but like for people listening, like, do you want to like, share or plug anything where they can find you? Uh yeah, just follow that uh um handle on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not a spell it out for them. Spell it out or like say it for them because it like this will be going in audio form. So like you for can the follow audio follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kudejibas, C O U P D E J E E B U S V, and yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, did, did I, in fact, pop your podcast in Cherry, Jesus? Yeah, I guess. Right. Uh, how, how was it doing, like, your first impromptu podcast? Because I asked you, like, a couple hours ago. This was no, it, it's funny, because when you asked me, I was listening to the last one that you did with Katie. Mm-hmm. I was listening to that, and then, so, like, yeah, like, I saw him matches a lot. Yeah, that's funny that he's um, asking me to do his podcast while I'm listening to his podcast. <laughs> it was meant to be. It was written in the cards. And it's All also right. very fitting that you asked me to uh, cover World's Collide because I went to the last World's Collide that they had. Yeah, there you go. It all came yeah. together. Full I circle. like what? Right here. Oh, look at that. <laughs> he came prepared. Oh, my God. I love Jesus. He came prepared. He, he brought the merch and everything. I'm such like, a fucking geek. 
you're a mark, but you're my mark, Jesus. Uh, thank you for joining the show. Like I said, he's a fantastic follower. He's not a podcaster, but go ahead and follow him on Twitter. He's a fantastic follower. Check him out. Thanks again, Jesus. I'll catch yeah, you later, man. Thank you. All right. So that was Jesus. And we've already covered the WWE portion of the wrestling weekend. Now we have AEW's All Out here in Chicago, Illinois. So obviously we had to do this episode. So, man, I couldn't really cover All Elite Wrestling without a very cheat guest, podcaster, and content creator. Of course, I'm talking about my prior guest on the prior episode, Miss Kitty Kinsey Bay Bay. How's it going, Kitty? Oh, you know, I'm here, chilling. Chilling, chilling. Uh, waiting for Jesus to get off the stream and talk about it so we can talk about it all out. Uh, have, have you been watching the episode so far? Have you caught up with some of it? I got the whole thing. Okay. What, what do you think so far? Like, before we get into all out, because there is a lot to talk about all out. What do you think so far? Like, what you, like quick quick thoughts on Worlds Collide and Clash, because you're not talking about them. Uh, Clash has the potential to be a good card um there isn't a lot on there as i mean this is like 10 but it's a smaller (laughs) card but that also means like there should be good time for each match um worlds collide probably has me more excited than Mm -hmm. clash yeah fricochet versus mellow come on ah mouth watery it, it, it's when as soon as I heard one and only, I was like, "Oh my god!" Imagine if it was his old theme song too. I would have. That's what they should do. If if people from NXT end up like dropping back down and being like, "Hey, what's up, below?" To people in NXT, they need to have their old NXT themes. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So, like I mentioned, Katie's here to talk about All Out, and this is the pay per view that has the most matches. As far as my count goes, I have 10. If I missed a match or two, I am sorry. Like I have mentioned previously with Garn and Jesus, we are not talking about kickoff, zero hours, pre-shows, whatever. Because AEW already has too many matches. So we're going to get started with... Uh, I had to separate it in two different like clips <laughs> because there were so many. So we're going to do the first one. We're going to cover the, the main chunk of it. And that is going to be... Very first match. As you can see, there's like eight matches here on the screen. But we're going to go from top to bottom. We're going to start with Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, taking on Lionheart Chris Jericho. Tell me why I should care about this match, Katie. Even though I've already seen this on the debut episode of NXT. Um, Why you should care about this match. Uh, Because basically it's the custody of Daniel Garcia. Now, Garcia may have been like, Derek, listen. I pledge my allegiance to the Jagoffs, uh, but then stopped the main Jagoff himself from hitting Brian with mm-hmm. a chair. Right, right. So I'm like, where's the loyalty lie, Danny? I think Daniel Garcia is going to screw over Jericho, finally join Blackpool Combat Club, or mm-hmm. the BBC, as Regal put it once. <laughs> um, I And so, like, I have the American Dragon Jake Long brian danielson winning mm-hmm. just because i fucking can't stand chris jericho yeah just see here's the thing i can't stand jericho either like every time we're on smacking the raw i spit his existence whenever he shows up on dynamite yeah. 
which, spoiler, spoiler, I'm going to do again this week. Just for the simple fact, because fuck Chris Jericho, I'm going to go Brian Danielson. I'm not even going to go into details with that match. I'm like, Brian Danielson, because fuck Chris Jericho. You That's said, why. Mm, just because Jericho sucks. Okay. This one, I'm more interested in. And it's probably one, the one match that I'm like, one of the top three, four matches that I'm most looking forward to this weekend, and that's the casino ladder match. We mm-hmm. have six competitors announced with a wait, we have seven competitors announced with an seven. eighth joker. Yep. Surprise, surprise, see who it is. We have Claudio Mostacholi taking on Pretty Kyle, Pentacetto Miedo, uh, Ray Fenix, uh, Rush or Oosh. Mulan Rush, Mulan Rush, Andrade Idolo, and Dante Martin? Dante Martin. Dante Martin. Okay. I wasn't sure. Well, I wasn't sure. I, I didn't anticipate how like small everyone's going to look on the share screen here. That's all right. I wrote everything down. Perfect. So this, this is probably going to be the clusterfuck match because they always have like one clusterfuck match in every yeah. pay-per-view. And this is it. Is it going to be the Joker? Like, does it matter who the Joker is or do you think the winner is in the match graphic here? Well, here's the thing. Uh, uh, Tony Khan has uh, blew his load multiple times with like bringing people in, and like there's not really many people you can still bring in unless you be like, oh, who's someone we haven't thought about in a while? Oh yeah, Maxwell, and you bring him in, <laughs> right? But and which is a, what a lot of people are speculating is that Max is going to be the Joker for the ladder match. Mm-hmm. I, part of me doesn't think so but then the winner of this does get a future title yes. match so it could be um but personally a this match is gonna fucking slap because the names i mean i love them all don't really like roosh not a big fan well, um, i like roosh because he's mexican so. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, also, too, um, I like his moveset. I feel like he hits hard, and I like I like wrestlers that hit hard. I mean, you have Claudio, Pretty Kyle, the Lucha Bros, Andrade, Dante. Like, the people are going to be flying all over the place, jumping mm-hmm. off 15 ladders at a time. Um, personally, I kind of want Andrade to win. Yes, I'm with because you here. Because you have Claudio, the ROH uh, world champion. You've is he the Yuta. Yeah. What is Smojo's the, worse the, than the, Smojo's the TV the, champion. Why does it why does the world title look worse than the TV title? I don't know. I don't design the belts. But then you have Yuta, who's the ROH pure champion, so neither of them should win. Mm-hmm. Um I mean you have Penta and Phoenix, they're mainly a tag team. You could necess- you could technically say Rush and Andrade are because they still kind of are. Yeah, they're more but, action than the tag team. Well, they kicked out fucking what's his face like last um, week. Fuck, I'm I can't remember play. who it is. Yeah, go on. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and then Dante Martin. Yeah. Who incredible, incredible kid. But I feel like out of all of these people, Andrade, who was former NXT champion, mm-hmm. um, has the possibility to be put up in that spot and put on a good title match whenever that may be against we'll talk about who mm. might be the winner um Ooh, we'll but i about that. but i feel like andrade needs to win and yes. should win i'm with you 
I'm going to go Andrade here as well, just because I want him to win. He, they haven't really done much with him in AEW. First, they paired him up with the Matt's family secret office or whatever the fuck they were called. Then became the Andrade secret office. Um, now they're the La Facción secret office. They're in Gobernables, the Japón or Mexico, whatever the fuck they're being called now. Exactly. Like, he's constantly in factions. Like, just let him be a singles wrestler. Yes, yes, exactly. From everyone there... Aside from the Joker, because we there's no way of knowing until the yeah, actual we show. Have no idea. The only ones I see as credible contenders for the world title, because that's what the winner is going to get as a world title match in the future, is Claudio mm-hmm. Mastacholi, Andrade, and Penta Cero Miedo. Uh, yeah. Penta, as much as I like him, he's a former TNA world champion. They only see him as a tag team guy. And your statements, what you were saying about Claudio, ranks true. I'm going to go with Andrade here, unless the Joker is MJF. If the Joker is MJF, I'm going to say MJF. Yeah, I feel like it has to be... Well, because, like, if you think about it, the um, tipic, nine times out of ten, the Joker wins. Whatever it is. True. Um, Hangman was the Joker in the last ladder match, which got him a title shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of past, like, Jokers in the past... For like random battles and shit. Like Wardlow, one of them, or Darby. Uh, I well, okay. Uh, Brian Cage was one. He won that match. Yes, Brian Cage. I forgot. It, it was some big guy, and I couldn't remember. Is it, it Wardlow, or was it was it someone else? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We feel differently about Wardlow. We it's will okay. Talk about this it's oh, it's we will. We will. We will. We, we will. will. <laughs> uh, but nine times out of ten, the Joker wins. If it's like a big name. And, you know, Tony Khan keeps talking about, oh, this is going to be the best show ever. Okay, you have 13 matches total, including your pre-show matches. Let's relax. I don't think they'll do it, but something I'd love to see is for the Joker to be in New Japan talent that's going to have a one-off match. Like, let's say it's like uh, like Tetsuya Naito. Let's say, like, just throwing that in. Please pronounce his name correctly. I, I can't remember them. I'll let you pronounce them. I'll say it like the incorrect way, and then you'll correct me afterwards. If I remember the correct pronunciations, yes. Yeah, okay, perfect, perfect. I will say <laughs> the, the incorrect way that I know how to say their names, and then you will correct me if you know how to say it. How's You're that sound? All right. Um, so Tetsuya Naito. Titty Suter Nato. Titty Suter Nato. Like, that could be an option, or a Kasuchika Okada could win, like, could be a Joker. Uh... All I know is Uganda, I think. Is, Something is Uganda. It. All right. Yeah. So, so Titties, Natos, and Ugandas. Like, like those are the Jokers I'd like to see, but I don't think we'll get those. I I mean, well, Mox even, like, kind of hinted at it in his promo. He's like, uh, oh, could be a New Japan guy for another one-off match. And then he was like, hey, Rocky, you got anybody left? Yeah, I didn't think so. Is there, like a name, a free agent name that we're just, like, not thinking of that could show up? Um, nobody really, like, comes to mind. I mean, the only, like, quote-unquote free agents that I know of that I I do not want and do not think will show up in AW, especially at this event, um, Braun Strowman, apparently, uh, and Bray Wyatt, which if Bray goes to AW, no. No, That's not I where don't. he belongs. No. Um, I keep seeing reports that are probably false, but apparently Malachi wants to leave. 
but he's also in a contract for five more years. Yeah, no, that's so I, I know, the whole thing. The whole thing's shady. Um, the, I the don't, Joker. The Joker is the big wild card here, man. It's just like oh my god, that's everything. What if it's fucking just Sammy? Ugh, man. If it's Sammy Guevara, I'm throwing something. I'm throwing take auntie. I'm throwing. I'm throwing. I'm, I'm throwing tomatoes at at, at the screen. Throwing I'm throwing tomatoes, bricks, chairs, everything, anything, humans. Anything I'm throwing <laughs> anything you can get your hands on. Oh my god! Yeah. All right, so let, let's just lock in here because we rambled a little bit too much on this one longer than I thought Andrade. we were going to. Andrade, we, we're we're both in agreement. Unless Joker's MJF, in which case I see MJF. Yeah, unless it's MJF, on the other. All right. Next match on the docket, which is probably the match I one of the matches I care about the least is FTR and Wardlow taking on Jay Lethal and the Mortis Seated Machine Guns. They just showed up and showed the machine guns. What was it like? Oh, last week? Was it last week? So it was two weeks ago that Lethal. Or no, technically it was Sanjay Dutt who was like, oh yeah, like, Lethal's gonna have partners. This is not gonna be me and Sutton Singh. No, it's gonna be the Motor City Machine Guns. And then, I think it was last week on, I think, just Rampage, um, Chris Sabin, one half of Motor City Machine Guns, Mm -hmm. came out with Lethal. Because I don't know where the fuck Alex Shelley was, but... Fuck if I know. Oh, he was in the the, NXT for a spell there with, uh, with Kushida being the tag team. Yeah, I I know that. <laughs> that was the last time I seen Dallas Shelley. Well, he's one. they're both they're both in Impact. I don't watch Impact. <laughs> I watch Impact through Twitter, basically. Okay, fair enough. How most people think, watch it? I think Shelley is like number one contender for the title right now. I mm-hmm. think. Don't hold me to it. I won't. Don't worry. Uh, we don't have to spend too much time on here. It's one because uh, I don't. I don't think we need to. And then, B, we took a little bit longer on the casino ladder match. What do you have here and why? FTR and Wardlow or Morrissey Machine Guns and Jay Lethal? Um, I mean, I have FTR and Wardog, Wardaddy himself. Um, Wardaddy. Mainly, mainly because FTR are three-time champions at the moment, tag champs, and Wardlow's your TNT champion, and you're not utilizing him the way you need to be. And yeah. the fact that this could have been two separate matches – you it, fuck it. You could have just thrown Lethal versus Wardlow as a rematch on the zero hour. I wouldn't be mad. I don't care. Or just take one of the eight hundred matches you have off, um, and then just give us FTR in uh, Motor City Machine Guns because that's the tag team match that they Everyone wanted. Was, yeah, like FTR was like we want to face like one. We have like one more team on our bucket list. Yeah, Motor City Machine Guns. And then it happened. So I don't like that this became a six-man tag, mm-hmm. especially because, like, you have the whole trios tournament happening. Right. But I do have FTR and Wardlow because as, as great as MC and GR, mm. you, you can't have FTR and Wardlow lose. No, no. I, I'm with you here. I, I got FTR and Wardlow. It's not even a foregone conclusion. For the simple fact that Mercy Machine Gun don't even go here. They don't even go here. So like this they they're, even they're not even AEW. So obviously they're gonna take that. Oh, you know how Tony Khan books wrestlers that don't belong to AEW contractually? They lose. I mean, technically speaking, Jay Lethal Oh no, Jay Lethal's both. I think. Jay Lethal goes both ways. 
So do I. <laughs> there you Paul's go. Paul's made a I will say I do want to see more City Machine Guns versus FTR, like at some point, but I wouldn't be mad if I never see it either. Because like I've never been big on the machine guns. Like I've never been big on them. I've never been high on them. Most it's mostly due to Chris Saban. Uh, I'm not a big Chris Saban guy. Fair. Yeah, he kind of comes. He gives me like douche vibes, which I like. He gives me Sammy Guevara vibes sometimes. Ugh, gross. Yeah, so. We got that. So uh, let's let's move on. There, we both got the same thing. FTR and War War Dog, FTR, War Dog, War Daddy, War, Daddy, War whatever you want to call him. Um, <laughs> next up, we got Jungle Boy taking on Christian Cage. Uh, who do you have here on Why, Katie? Um. So this whole thing started because Christian was mad that Jurassic Express lost, which like whatever. Yeah. So I mean. You kind of have to think Jungle Boy's gonna win this, unless you have the Swerve being Luchasaurus legit turns turns on Jungle Boy, right? And like actually stays with Christian, which mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's gonna happen. But I have Jungle Boy winning anyways because like they they keep they keep playing up that Christian's hurt. Jungle Boy kind of needs something. He needs, like, the win, but he also needs, like, the momentum back. Because Jungle Boy, at one point, did challenge for the title. Like, that's a good competitor to have. Like, Jack Perry has definitely, like, increased his value and his in-ring stuff since being in AW. He's an AW guy. He he looks looks incredible. Yeah, I I think he just needs to bulk up a little bit because he kind of looks like a taller Marco stunt to me. How? Dare you? I'm sorry. Uh, look, I, I want to say I want Christian to win here because I'm, I don't have a personal investment in Jungle Boy. The only person in that three-person group when Marco Stunt was in it was Luchasaurus for me. And even then, like it's, not, I'm not too high on, on Jungle Boy. If Jungle Boy wins here, does the feud end is my question. And I kind of covered this with uh, the Clash of the Castle stuff with Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins as well. If the babyface wins here, is that the end of the feud? Or can they continue the feud if the babyface wins? Nine I mean, times I out think, of ten, I, I think, think this will be the win. end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Jungle Boy also tried to quite literally run Christian over with a car. So is Jack really the babyface here? <laughs> he tried, he, he attempted a vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. Does that consider you a babyface? Depends on who you're trying to. Uh, have vehicular manslaughter against. Depends on the individual that you're trying to murder. Touche. Um, but I think I think Jungle Boy, but it very well could be either. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go Christian. I'm just going to go Christian here just because he's the bigger name and Tony Khan does... I feel like he's just going to give it to Christian just because he's the bigger that's... name. Yeah, that's, that's another question. That's another topic for another day. Uh, oh. Next up, we have another singles match. Another grudge match. We have um, Ricky Starks taking on Powerhouse Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs. Jesus, I cannot speak at the moment. Katie, what do you have here? Starks or Hobbs? I mean, Ricky Starks. Pretty Ricky. Pretty. Uh, listen, that promo. 
Mm-hmm. Man, give this boy a medal. That was <laughs> that was poetry. The emotion, the facial features, mm-hmm. the body language, everything like that kid's a star hands down and the fact that they're finally like broken like they finally broke up team taz and starks can be a single star Mm -hmm. because that's what everyone has been saying like he he didn't need taz on the mic to talk for him because he has proven time time again he can talk for himself kids fantastic in the ring had like neck issues like a year or two ago came Mm -hmm. back working fine i because this is like and uh, Matt brought this up last week, I think, on Smackin' It Raw. The factory being involved, like, I was excited for this match when it first, like, was getting, like, teased. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, Hobbs finally turned on Starks. We're getting this. Cool. And then the factory got involved for no goddamn reason. None like, we're literally getting QT versus Ricky on Rampage. Why? Do you think the factory might cost Ricky the match? It's very possible. Like, this is another one where I think it can go either way. Like, if they want to continue to build Hobbs as, like, Mm -hmm. the next person to go after Wardlow, perhaps, then you have him win over Ricky. Right. But if you want Ricky to be, like, the next one you build up to go after Wardlow or insert world champion here, then you have yeah, or Claudio. You have yeah. him go after Yuta. Like, they're the same kind of build. Like, you can... it Depending on how TK wants to do this, I either way, like, either one could win and mm-hmm. be if built correctly can lead to... That's a big if. That's yeah. a big if. Because I feel like right now there is some concern or doubt in the whole book correctly yeah. aspect of Tony Khan right now because... Look what happened with Wardlow. He was the hottest guy in the company. And then they had the match that they had at Double or Nothing. It just kind of felt like an obligation. And they haven't really done much with Wardlow ever since. Like, yeah, they rushed the whole TNT title match uh, t- title match with a Scorpio Sky. I don't know if it was due to the injury or not. But Wardlow should have had that moment at Double or Nothing. It should have been his Batista 2005 moment over Triple H. He should he should be your Batista right now. He should be in that like conversation to challenge Mox, but he's not. He should be, but Tony Khan sucks and can't book people correctly. So no, no Booker of the Year apparently. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it to Ricky Starks just because I'm I like him a little bit more than Jungle Boy and I, Jungle Boy, and I think I don't think they're gonna have the two baby faces win here between those two matches. I think either Jungle Boy wins or Ricky wins, and they're going to give the heel winning the other match. I think I'm going to give it to Ricky here. I think he's going to overcome the odds. I think the factory might come into uh, to be a factor in the match, but I, I don't. I think Ricky's going to overcome those odds, and I think he's going to get the victory over Powerhouse Hops. Plus, we also know Tony Khan doesn't like to properly book black wrestlers unless they're Jay Cargill. So there we go. I mean, look how many black wrestlers he has on this card. He put all the black wrestlers against each other. That's how much he doesn't want to book them. Well, I mean, they're on the card. Yeah. That's, that's it's more than we've gotten in the past from him. So That's true. That's true. All right, let's move well, on to the next match. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, 
We have one. The other match I'm most looking forward to. We have Swerve in our glory, the current uh, AEW Tag Team Champions, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee, taking on the acclaimed. Obviously, I'm just going to go ahead and kick things off here. Like, obviously, I'm going to go with the acclaimed. I don't know if they're going to win, but I sure as hell hope they win. I pray to God they win. They're the most over thing in AEW, or one of the most over thing in AEW, in my opinion, currently. And I think, like, Swerve and Our Glory, they were kind of like a thrown-together tag team, and Swerve is probably works best as a single star, and so does Keith Lee. Keith Lee is a prime example of a guy that, if he wasn't in this tag team title match, he would be an option to be in that Joker spot and actually win that Joker spot. Yeah. Keith Lee should be in that world title picture. He should be facing off against Wardlow for the TNT title. I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to like manifest it into existence and say that the Acclaim get the tag titles. They're, they're hot. They're one of the hottest acts in AEW. I think you put the titles on them while they're hot. Unfortunately, they haven't done much with Swerve in Our Glory. They should have never put the titles on them. They should have kept it on the Bucks. And this should have been Bucks versus FTR for all the marbles and FTR going on top and getting every single title. They should have done that match. I mean, again, there's a lot they could have done. And they didn't do. Um, I'm, like, kind of torn because I feel I, I like my heart kind of wants the acclaim to win because they are one of the most over acts you have in AW. Stop. Um, <laughs> they like they have been attacking from the jump. Uh, I mean, Swerve and Our Glory have only been champs for like a few months. Maybe two. That. Maybe two. Huh? Yeah, give or take. Um, so they haven't been champs long. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if, well, because then if the acclaimed win, then their first feud can, their first tag feud can be with the ass boys. Yes. They already have that chemistry in the making and everything. Yeah, especially the, the storyline is like already like in there. It's there. It's there. Yeah. Um, but I kind of feel like there won't be a, lo- a lot of title changes on this card. So I have Swerve and Our Glory still winning, but I mm-hmm. think, like, I, I think it'll be them, but, like, my heart wants the acclaim. All right. Fair enough. That's that's a fair fair analysis of the match right there. Because we're going to have new champions crowned, but it's probably going to be champions that are vacant at the moment. So we're going to go ahead and talk about the next match on the card, which is the vacated... AEW Women's uh, Championship. We have a fatal forward match between Tony Storm, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida. Obviously, uh, Thunder Rosa vacated the title. This is going to be the interim Women's Championship. Don't get me started on it, but yes. Stupid. It's I can't. I can't stand it. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah. Um, let us know. Uh, let us know what you. Uh, let, just talk about this match real quick, or for me, Katie. I got you. So, Tony, Britt, Jamie, Sheeta. You could have Tony winning, which is who I have. I don't think Britt should be a two-time champ. 
I also don't think she should be a two-time champ. I feel like the company is still so new that you don't necessarily need to have two-time champions already. So I feel like if you put the title on Tony, because that is one of your biggest stars that you brought in women-wise... I mean, we like Statlander was supposed to be probably in either this spot or the TBS title spot. And then, you know, Tegan knocks herself. So, um, I, I, I'm thinking Tony, but I have seen a lot of chatter that it could be like a big swerve and be Jamie. But I don't, because what, it, like, Jamie Hader's kind of just Brit's lackey. She doesn't really do a lot she's basically there or was there to make sure brit constantly won yeah and okay sorry no i was gonna say like i think jamie hater is probably like the one that's least likely to walk away with this either they're gonna go with the safe bet and give it a break or they're gonna crown tony as champion because like it was supposed to just be uh rosa and tony so, and I had a feeling Rosa was going to lose the title regardless. So I have a feeling it's just going to be Tony. Because then you have like a good foundation to restart building a women's division that Tony barely uses and doesn't know how to use. So I feel like Tony's the best bet. Because I don't want to, I love Brit. I don't want to see her as champion. And Sheeta, you just brought back. Because you've had her where? Who knows? So, like, you literally brought her back um, last week. Yeah. Like, two, yeah. like a week or two ago. No, no, I I get you here. Like, I, as much as I like Sheeta, like, they, they, like you said, she's been MIA. We don't, we don't know what they've been doing with her. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's gonna be Tony, just for the simple fact she was already the number one contender to face Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And if all things are considered, she was probably gonna beat Thunder Rosa, considering that again another woman's wrestler has not been used properly by Tony Khan. So he just likes to hot shot the titles, and then like, unless he wants to go with the safe bet here, it's gonna be Britt. If not, it's gonna be Tony. But I got Tony here. Yeah. So do I. All right. Fair enough. Uh, we'll just stay with the with the women's wrestling on All Out and go with the real women's champion uh, of AEW, which is Jade Cargill defending the TBS championship against Athena. Um, what do you got here and why? So originally I was thinking Jade was going to hit 50, but I don't think she's going to... Because, you know, everyone compares her as much as I hate the comparison. People compare her to Goldberg. And then, you know, in WCW, um, she or he had the whole 50-0 thing or whatever. So then originally I was thinking, okay, cool. You have Jade be this dominant champion. You have her go 50-0 or whatever and then have her lose. But... Uh, like I mentioned before, I think Statlander was supposed to be in this spot first and possibly take the title off Jade. Now that Athena's in this spot, I definitely think Athena will win. 
mm-hmm. and Jade won't hit the 50 and 0 like I originally was thinking. Because right. I, I don't remember where I said it or how long ago I said it. I said she's either going to hit 50 and 0 or lose to Athena. Like it was going to be one or the other. So, and I don't think she's hitting 50 and 0. This will be like. What if she does both? Like, what if she defeats Athena either via shenanigans or just like Athena loses straight up and then gets a rematch later down the line. She could still lose to Athena and still get 50. So they can do both. They can have their cake and eat it too. Yeah, but then what are you going to do in between that? Like that's a whole nother. I think Jade's only at like 35, 36, possibly a little higher, but she's not. Mm-hmm. she hasn't hit 40 and 0 yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother 10 matches, whenever those may be. I think think this might be like a good time to take the belt off Jade and put it on Athena because right. that gives Jade more time to like go back, train more with because she's training with Brian Danielson and it shows like she has definitely improved since starting in AW. Right. Um, but you have Athena who is a, a seasoned veteran at this point and as much as shit she gets from people, she's a damn good wrestler. Yeah. And I think that's a again with like you have Tony as like your women's champ and you have Athena as your secondary women's champ. That's a good like reset period. And that way you're not having the typical names you always have in the title pictures in the title pictures. You have yeah. new names, new talents that you're trying to focus on and not just Brit and Cheetah and Rosa yeah. and Jade. <laughs> the same four. All right. So is your official prediction going to be Athena then? Yep. All right. Yeah, I got Athena here here as well. Yes, you can go with Jade because obviously she's been the most consistent dominant champion in all of AEW if you really think about it. Yep. But I'm going to say Athena. I feel like if she doesn't lose to Athena, it's kind of like who else does she lose to? And you kind of run into like a Roman Reigns conundrum where you're just like, you put this person so strongly where no one really feels credible unless there's shenanigans involved. Or like, or unless you rebuild someone completely different to be a challenger. So I got Athena with Jade mm-hmm. eventually moving on to the main AEW World Title. Yeah, the women's title. Yeah, yeah, the women's title, and then then they'll start booking their main women's champion correctly and properly. Mm, debatable. We'll see. All right, so we got two matches left, and like I said, there were so many I had to separate everything. Let me. To the second graphic. To the second graphic. Give me one sec here. Sorry, Katie. I was supposed to be the Q fans. Give me again. To the second graphic. Dun dun. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> Got on the first try, too. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So before we talk about the big elephant in the room, let's talk about the AW World Trios Championship Tournament. We saw the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, the Elite, beat Ozzy Open and Will Ospreay. We have the best friends in the finals taking on the uh, the Dark Order on Rampage. I thought it was going to be taped tonight because it was in Chicago, but apparently it's actually going to be live. No, it, yeah, it's, it's for pay-per-views. They usually still do, like, Dynamite, Rampage, pay-per-view. Okay. I, I thought they were just going to do, like, the, the taping, like, mm-hmm. on... Now that they usually do like Dynamite and Rampage live, like weeks of like the week of a pay per view. Okay, 
All right, just just to show you how much I pay attention to AEW on the weekend. It's something I like noticed. It's just okay. like I just single handedly noticed it's fun. So I guess what we'll do since this is going to actually drop before Rampage, so this is going to be available Thursday afternoon, okay. uh, a whole day before Rampage. Let's first talk about Dark Order versus Best Friends, who we think is going to be getting fancy. Obviously, Ten got an injury. Then Evil Uno, what what was the reason why he couldn't actually compete? Because he got a fight by Andrade. Yeah, so I talked about this on the latest Get Show, I think. I don't know. I literally did the Get Show after I got back from a night raw, so like I don't really remember much of the episode. Um, Ten, like, kind of favored his knee, which has already been injured, in their first trios match against the uh, House of Black. I literally yes. had to look because I forgot who they faced. Um, and like he teased his knee injury, and then. We saw tonight, crutches, can't compete. Evil Uno came back from Germany, because he's literally in Germany, um, for, like, AW games or something. I don't know. Uh, And then was telling Tony Schiavone, no, listen, 10 can't compete. I'll do it. Andrade comes in, tries to pay him off, tells he wants 10 in, like, his weird faction thing. And then Andrade just beats the shit out of him for no reason, beats him up with 10's crutch, and then... Jose the assistant tries to tase 10 out of nowhere for no reason. Uncalled for. Unfucking called for. That man is already injured. He ain't gonna do anything. Relax, mm-hmm. Jose. Exactly. So now we're getting, which I kind of suspected from the jump, the good, the bad, and the hungry. Alex mm-hmm. Reynolds, John Silver, hangman out of page. My prediction for the rest of the tournament, Dark Order is going to win. As I finals? love the best friends, mm-hmm. but you just add Hangman to this, come yeah. on. It's yeah. going to be the Elite versus the Dark Order with Hangman. Yeah. Now, I have been saying I do not want the Elite to fucking win these trios tournaments because, like, Tony Khan waited to do this tournament for... Tanny to come back. Whatever. We get it. You're a fanboy. But I don't think they need to be the inaugural champions. No. No. If you put it on Hangman and Silver and Reynolds, who Silver and Reynolds have been a consistent tag team since they started in AEW. Like, that's what, like, Dark Order has gone through many people, but that's a consistent tag team you have had. Aren't they one of the Uh, first recruits, too? They were, like, the first two recruits, yeah. Like, and so, like, they were from, like, the OG, like, beating people up with Stu and Eveluno. Right. So, my thing is, I originally kept saying Adam Cole, back here, is going to screw the Elite. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to win. <laughs> um, Excuse me. And now, there's going to be this whole tension thing because the Bucks asked Hangman to be their partner first. Yeah. And he was literally like their last choice because he should have been. Um, so there's going to be all that tension. It's going to be much like their the tag match they all had at Revolution two years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I have I, I literally have anyone but the Elite. So I, the I have the Dark Order winning. Because that's, I think Tony Khan thinks like a fanboy, and that's kind of how a fanboy would book this. In my, me yeah. as a fanboy, that's how I would book this. 
I'm gonna say it has to if Hangman is in the tournament and they advance she to the is. finals, obviously, yes, he is. Um, I feel like Hangman has to win, but then Kenny Omega just came back. I'm gonna go Hangman in Dark Order. As much as my common sense is telling me to just go with the obvious pick and go with the elite because it's the most obvious answer to go with. Mm-hmm. Would the Young Bucks have dropped the titles if they knew they weren't they were gonna, they weren't going to get these trio titles, or did they drop them knowing they were going to get these trio titles with Kenny? Well, nobody really knew when Kenny was coming back because mm-hmm. they dropped the titles months ago. True. And the no. tournament literally got jump started because Tony Khan got wind that Kenny was cleared, and he was like, "Oh man, trios tournament." Well, if that's the case, wouldn't you? Wouldn't that add credence to the fact that they're probably just gonna boycott the to win it? And that's actually some bullshit. If that's the case, because the fact that Tony Khan has literally said on record that he waited for Kenny, and then you're just granting your EVPs titles, bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, like I said. I'm sticking with Hangman and, and Dark Order. I think that's probably the better better result here between the two. Yeah, they can eventually get those trios out at any point. They're yeah, not going like, anywhere. They don't need to be inaugural anything. No, they don't. No, they they weren't the inaugural tag champs. Kenny wasn't the inaugural world champ. They don't need to be the inaugural trios champs. You built exactly. the fucking company, kids. Like you don't need to be the champions first. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, moving on to what is the official main event, which we, for one week, didn't knew we had a main event. And the week prior to that, we thought it was the main event. Now we're back to this. The clusterfuck that is John Moxley versus CM Punk for the AW World Championship. First and foremost, let's unpack this and say, why give the match on free TV two weeks prior do a injury angle two weeks prior, have CM Punk get squashed two weeks prior, make it seem like he's injured and can't compete two weeks prior, then the week right before, you don't have a main event for your pay-per-view. It's not even two weeks. This match happened last week. Well, like, a week before the pay-per-view. You, 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 get, you catch my trip here. Like, I was week like, two weeks? Oh, this should happen last week. <laughs> A week before the pay-per-view. There you go. Like over a week before the pay-per-view. Like a couple or like ten days before the pay-per-view, give or take. Yeah. You have Punk lose. You book yeah. this match. Whether you try to like feed into like the backstage drama that there may or may not have been, which you saw how that cost MJF and Wardlow, that kind of felt like an obligation match. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like you kinda of had to do the CM Punk John Moxley match because felt like CM Punk was being a diva, which he might have been. He might not have been. We don't fucking know. You do the injury angle. Why do an injury angle the week prior to the pay-per-view? Like, the the show before the go-home show, and we're supposed to believe that CM Punk is back. Literally, the way they set this shit up is Moxie comes out, here's the open contract, leaving in the rank, first person there. The minute he left that on the floor, everyone in the locker room should have been running out. But no, yeah. Ace Steel, Ace Steel is the only one with common sense, grabs that contract, takes it, gives it to CM Punk, and gives him a pep talk to make him feel better in front of Chicago. 
like why do like why do that like this should have been your original build for the match why do an entire emotional arc in five minutes the week not even the week five days before your pay-per-view it's what is the point it's so dumb because I'm I'm genuinely pissed that this is the main event because I didn't want to fucking see this match again. No, I didn't, and I'm a CM Punk fan, and this is going to be in Chicago. You, would, they took all the wins out of my sales for this match because it's like okay, you no, know, let's let's. They should have never did the shit last week in Cleveland. Why? Like, why give it on free TV? Period. You just gave it on free TV. You had Punk get squashed. Now you're the story going into it. He's like the babyface trying to like overcome the odds against Mox. At this point, it's not even about Punk versus Mox. It's about Punk, can't he overcome age and injury? It's about Punk overcoming the odds. The story completely changed from Mox versus Punk to Punk, does he still got it? And it's going to be some shit when you just had Mox, who has been carrying the company on his fucking back. Yeah. Did it through the pandemic as your world champion. You have him combine the titles. Now he's like undisputed champion. Right. Like he's not carrying two belts. Thank God. Um, you have him win last week. And now. What they should have done. He's going to have him drop the title to Punk. Mm-hmm. I will, yeah. I'm not going to be happy with that at all. Because. What they, they should have done. What they could have done. Instead of doing all these interim champions, it's literally just have Punk relinquish the championship. It becomes more emotional. We don't know when he's coming back, and he comes back the the week, or like you know what he just he doesn't come back until like this the go home show, where he's like CM Punk is gonna address like like his injury update or give us an update on his injury like in Chicago, and it makes it more emotional because he's at home, and then Mox does the whole like open thing. He still don't have a challenger. He still does the open contract thing. And then that's where Ace Steel grabs it and brings it upon. You can still do everything you wanted to do tonight. Well, this is being recorded the night of Dynamite, by the way. Um, everything you did this week of Dynamite without doing the match. Because I feel like now at this point, if Punk doesn't win, he kind of looks like a piece of shit. kind of looks like shitty if he doesn't win. If he doesn't I mean, overcome it- the odds. And then if, if Mox doesn't win, he kind of looks like, oh, that was a fluke win that he had over Punk. Yeah, and like, it, it TK fucked the situation up. In the ass. No, we way. shouldn't have had the squash match on Dynamite a week or 10 days before your pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. People were genuine, and it wasn't even your main event of the show. And people were people were and genuinely still are pissed about that because and I, I've seen both sides of it. I've seen, yeah, we got the squash match, but now we're going to get the match that we originally were supposed to get, probably like a long winded match. And then I've seen people be like, what was the point of this? Now we have to sit through a longer match when we could have just had one. And now we have two. I think my biggest argument here, and it's not even like the fact that they've had two matches. It's if you want to sit here and argue for like Danielson or Omega or Jericho, you can. But if you sit here and tell me right now who are the two biggest names, two of the biggest 
stars in AEW, it's John Moxley and CM Punk, without question to me. Those are the two biggest names. Those are the two biggest draws. Those are the two biggest guys. That's your big money match. Why give it away on free TV? That's some WCW shit where they did Hogan versus Goldberg on WCW. And it's like, why do that? Like, like that's all I – like, here's the thing. I don't hate AEW. They just give me reasons to critique them and criticize them all in, all, all the time. Mostly okay. Tony, mostly Tony Khan. But it's like I'm critical of all wrestling. Up until so, recently, I was very critical of Raw and Spanton and even 2.0. While you love 2.0, there were a lot of stuff that I was critical about it. Right now, like it's like, why should I even care about this match when you already gave it to me on free TV and you already kind of showed me that John Moxley can beat the fuck out of CM Punk? The only the only way I would have been okay with this is if CM Punk in Chicago, the only place in the entire country or world planet where he wouldn't get booed for this and would get like the crowd popping for, is if he cheats, does every single thing. He turns heel mid match, and maybe they can still do that. But unless CM Punk turns heel here, John Moxley walks away looking like a, like a goof. For losing to it, CM Punk. It, it's literally a damned if you do, a damned if you don't. Yeah. Scenario for they've sure. been put like they've been put into now. Because you have Mox win, people will be happy. Some people will be happy. Other people will be like, okay, well, Punk should have won. You're in Chicago. And then you'll have people if Punk wins. What was the point of Punk losing that last match? Mox should still be champ. It's it's literally people are oh I mean people are pissed off anyways about everything but this is going to fuck up a lot of because you have to think long term can Punk still really go like that especially when he said his foot is at a hundred percent but not a normal hundred percent you were gone for how long and you rushed back yeah even he said you rushed back so I. I think Mox wins and Punk goes away for a little bit again. Again, if that was the, they could have still done that. With, they, like, and again, like the whole, again, the whole last week, it shouldn't have happened. Like that match should not that, have happened. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't have happened. Because it, it really just ruined a match. And I, like I said, like I'm genuinely annoyed that this is your main event for yeah. All Out. Yeah. Unless you have a big return, unless you have MJF return after this, and even then, I don't necessarily care. Not really, no. The only like, way, the only way that I possibly care is if the Joker turns out to be like John Cena. He challenges for the AEW World Title immediately after the match, or something sir, like that. Sir, I think I think my prediction. And I might be, this might be a homer pick or not. I think they don't, I'm going to give some credit to AEW and say that they didn't just do the match just for Punk not to walk away with the victory here. I, I'm going to say Punk wins if he cheats and turns heel in mid-match or like before match or something. But if not, it has to be, it has to be Moxley. I have, Mo- I have Mox winning. Just to basically solidify the fact that He's Punk can't hang right now, because he said like, "Oh, Punk is like used to be called the modern day sixty minute sixty minute 
match man or whatever he said mm-hmm. in his promo. And then think about all the matches Punk has had while being in AW. None of them have been longer than like a half an hour. Yeah. The dog collar match doesn't count because that was all hell yeah. breaking loose. Because <laughs> that wasn't really wrestling. That was just brutal brutalization. Yeah. So I have Mox winning, especially because you literally just gave him the fucking titles. Yeah. Title. I'm going to say logic dictates Mox. However, you've established cocaine. Yeah, so cocaine logic dictates CM Punk winning as a baby face. So I'm going to go with CM Punk winning on Sunday. I'm not saying that's the best option. I'm not saying that's what I most likely believe. It's just probably the one that's going to happen. I don't know. You can convince me either or. This is the the one match. This is the one match. Like, at this point, I don't care. (laughs) Like Me either. I I don't don't care. The promos were good. But I do not care about this match right now because yeah. I'm just still un- so annoyed with everything that happened last week. And then we're getting literally the same fucking match. Exactly. Whatever. Well, Katie, uh, thank you for joining me today. Before you sign off and we sign off all together, let everyone know where they can find you and like uh, Shilly. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at katierisland 13 Link to my to all things She Lead Showcase, twitch.tv slash She Lead Showcase, Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern. We will be on Thursday, I promise, this week. Um, <laughs> YouTube.com slash She Lead Showcase. I would say watch the videos because they're way more entertaining. I just dropped a vlog. I was in Chicago yep. seeing my friends. This guy over he here. made a cameo in the vlog. He's there. He made, he yep. made a cameo once or twice. Yeah, there you Vince, go. Vince is in the vlog, as yeah, well as some other vlog. people you may have seen on this channel. Um, so go check that out. Uh, but if you want to listen to past stuff I've done, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, yeah, everything's just on there. Just go check everything out. I, I do a lot of shows. I do a lot of things. Everything I've done is somewhere. Find it. Have fun. Exactly. There you go. Well, Katie, thanks again for being on the show. I appreciate it. And I'll no. catch you this week on SmackDown Raw. See you on Friday. Yeah, later, Katie. All right, so that was Katie. Thanks again for Katie being on the show. Um, before we sign off, I'd like to plug the rest of the show's socials. So you can go ahead and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at SESVince. You can follow the show and everything in the link tree in my bio, which is Linktree slash SESVince. You can find everything straight talk there. Obviously, you can also find my Smackin' Raw podcast content as well there. And uh, just tweet at me. Let me know. What do you think is going to win? This weekend at hashtag NXT Worlds Collide, hashtag WWE Clash of the Castle, and of course, uh, AEW All Out. What do you think is going to walk away victorious? So let us know what you guys think. And once again, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Straight Talk Podcast. Later, y'all.